0: Hello, my name is Karen, and I have just discovered that the Lord wanted me to do this. It's the first time I've ever done a podcast, so I'm going to learn as I go what He wants to have out of this. I wanted to read... Something he has given me since February of 2020. And I think it would be a very encouraging thing for people now. Especially in this time that we're going through uh, shelter in place. So let me just start with... what he was showing me in February I got uh, a phrase and it was belief versus knowing so that took me on a little bit of a journey in the scriptures And what he gave me as a testimony. And then he gave me a song that intertwined with it at church. And so I think it's a very unique uh, thing that he has done through me. And I hope that it helps anyone that would be listening to this so our belief takes us to a knowing how does our belief turn into a knowing this is not the knowledge of knowing that comes from man's world but it is a spiritual knowing internally that is given by the spirit for evidence of our relationship with Jesus in our walk the Word of God was written through his people given by his power it was an inspired word he is a spiritual being so the word was written for spiritual created beings and that's us the ones who believe in Jesus your spirit must hear And choose to receive the things of the Spirit to understand and have what Jesus came here to tell everyone they could tell an offer offer us freedom from sin forgive us and internal and have internal life with him fear is a big factor that can hold anyone from receiving I see a lot of fear today. The word tells us to not have a spirit of fear. That means we need to do things differently. We need to believe in what he's telling us. We need to trust in him. That is not of the Lord fear. And therefore it's only an influence of the darkness in this world i was told that many are afraid of my testimonies which were given to me so that they but these were given to me because they they would encourage you these testimonies are not mine per se they work through me so I give them away so anyone would hear and I give all the glory to God for it is a work of the Spirit and you must receive from the Spirit don't let fear or doubt come but be like a little child, free and unencumbered, open and willing to hear. Isaiah eight eighteen. You and I are for the signs and wonders in this earth. We as believers are called to impart and set free those that fear and need healing. In the book of Acts, tells us to act and walk in these things. God gives you and tells you those things that you won't necessarily know. It is His wisdom and knowledge, not ours. John twelve thirty six. While ye have light, believe in the light that ye may Be the children of the light. So I ask you to pray and ask God what you need to be doing right now. You have lots of time and lots of space in your home. I first wanted to share this fact. that in Nehemiah, it tells us of the rebuilding of the walls in Jerusalem. Well, that portrays a rebuilding of our lives, going through the gates of spiritual progression that God has for us in our mental attitudes and the willingness to move forward. The city was set up in uh, different gates along the outside of the city. And each of these gates into the city had different meaning. They were named different names. But that's for another lesson. (laughs) We have an ancestral condition that I will share with you as well from this. God put it in place for His people, for whomever would believe and follow him, that there would be progression to knowing him. But those gates, like I said, is for another time. I am sharing my testimony in the Lord to encourage and expand your thought. I have come to know you can believe however there, however there's a knowing that comes that is higher than just belief. You can believe with your heart but many just stand there not willing to engage and move along with Jesus. In our walk with Jesus there is a transformation that is supposed to happen as you grow in the Word. In the relationship with Jesus because He tells us He will transform our lives The knowing is the experience with Jesus that can never be taken away. It settles within your spirit and builds confidence in the Lord. It is beyond doubt, any wonder, or questioning. There is no maybe or pondering. You just know that you know. Remember it is of the spirit and not of your own. It is established because you are willing to go further and engage with Jesus and with others. This may have made Paul's commitment to his unwavering focus to reach people with the gospel message. He had no fear. He would walk into places that had trouble amongst the people, and he knew there would be trouble receiving him. He knew he could be killed, imprisoned, or beaten. However, his relationship, knowing Jesus, was bigger than anything he would face. He was willing to give his life up for the purpose of the gospel, for telling people what he knew of Jesus. He knew where he was going, and that was eternal life with Jesus. It is a building step by step, stage by stage, and you must participate and share in it. Like my pastor said, our life is but a mere dash or speck of time, and it is temporal. It will not last. The eternal time has no limits or boundaries. There is no time factor, no alarm clocks. Can you imagine that? That realm is beyond our comprehension in the physical way that we live today. That is where our God lives, and He can cross over into our realm without effort. He is the Creator. So when you cross over to the knowing, you become aware of where you are going. The ultimate goal is to be with Jesus. The scripture that is brought to mind is, we are just in the world, but not of it It becomes very real to your spirit. Jesus becomes your what, where, how, when, and why in life. You become settled and focused on who takes care of you and what sustains your life. We all come to the crossover in different ways and at different times because it is a choice of ours to want it. I was asked one time in school, I was going through my uh, BA in ministry, they asked me, what does Hebrew mean? Why are they called Hebrews? Well, that was a term in biblical times, yes. The Old Testament tells us in the book of Genesis 4.13 and 10.24 that Eber, the great granddad of Abraham, refused to build the Tower of Babel for Nimrod. Instead, he moved and crossed over the river Euphrates into the wilderness because he remembered his commitment and covenant with the Lord. He wasn't going to go against what the Lord wanted him to do. So remember, in that time, languages were confused at the Tower of Babel because of the sin. Well, the Hebrew language was then preserved by Eber's actions of crossing over the river and not participating in that sin that Nimrod wanted him to do. It is God's language. Hebrew is God's language of Israel. And Israel brought it back in 1948 due to the dysporia which made it a lost language but not gone. Therefore, when the people on the other side saw Eber, they began to call him a Hebrew, a foreigner to the land. He was different from them. He wasn't of their ways. It meant the one who would cross over the r- river for, from the land beyond. He went beyond the boundaries in his region. He did not. He did what they did not think of doing in those days. Do we now even think of crossing over our worldly boundaries? to focus into the master's plan coming out of our region of wherever we're at in life and thinking what would lord want me to do or are we only thinking of what we want to do and be and to have and We are joined to the same ancestral condition as believers in that day. We are supposed to go beyond where we once were. It is our inheritance in Jesus. We are changed by our walk with him. Abraham and his sons also distinguished themselves as men willing to migrate, move, cross over into into the calling of God. They separated themselves apart from the people who were very settled in their land and life. They were willing to follow the instructions of their God Elohim, Yahweh. They were independent of the world's following They went where God told them to go, available to God, not held by man in their customs and traditions. Our spiritual and genetic nature is to commit to our Lord, trust in Him, and He will act in our lives. We can migrate away from sin. We can cross over, go beyond Passing through the gates Jesus has for us. We can overcome all the things in the strength of Jesus. He has the plan. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For the, I know the plans that I have for you. They will not harm you. They will give you a hope and a future in him. I met Jesus when I was 40 years old. I'd been wandering in the wilderness wilderness, not knowing the truth. Just like, you know, the Israelites wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And they complained and they fought and they, they just didn't do what the Lord wanted them to do. I lost my eyesight to legal blindness at that time. It was in 1996. A retina, tore, a retina tore because my eyes were not formed correctly at birth. I was premature. During that time, I lost everything that I had. But with help, I found a spirit-filled church that came alongside me, and I heard the truth. At that time, I did not know my what, why, when, how, or where I was going in life. Life did not feel good, and I struggled to see, but I heard the promises I could receive in prayer and accepting the Lord into my life. So, to make that journey short, I was baptized in 1997. I accepted the Lord. And then my real journey began. So I asked the Lord if He was real for the first time in my life. I never knew if He was real. And if I could have the impossible for my circumstances. See, the doctors had already stamped My medical record is disabled. They knew they couldn't do very much, but they were going to try to do as much as possible. So I went on this journey knowing that I might still not be able to see very well, but when the retina tears, unfortunately you get double vision from it because the specialist said to me, I'm sorry, but I cannot put the retina back on the way God did. So there will be creases which will give you double vision for life. You will also have cataracts which will form because we have had to go into the eye. But we'll take those out. So what was I going to believe? Ask for the impossible that the Lord promises? Or take the low-functioning report I was given? From hearing what the Word said, I took and chose to receive the report of the Lord. And I asked... So my process was three years in the making because they have to do operations at different times and you have waiting periods and it's quite a delicate process. I had six operations altogether. But during that time in the different stages, I ended up in a campground with a tent and fortunately I had family who were traveling my parents they were retired and they had a fifth wheel and so they came along and provided me with uh, assistance with what they could do and that was it the campground so my father made me a walking stick because I could walk I could see uh what was about me but I just could not see depth perception I could not make out faces unless you were very close to me everything was kind of um just not balanced so he thought give her a walking stick so at least you know she would be able to get around So I walked in that campground, and my mother was very fearful, very fearful. She says, what if you fall? And I said, well, I'll just get back up. So one day I walked and came upon this small truck. It was a small pickup truck, and I stood at the end of the bed, and I heard this squawking. And I found a blackbird at the window of the cab on the back, looking at his reflection, squawking at himself, walking that ledge. He was so absorbed in that that he didn't even notice my stance standing there watching him just a few feet away. Most birds would fly away when you came that close. But he didn't. I chuckled a little bit, but then soon I realized that I was actually doing what this blackbird was doing and I was squawking at my circumstances. So the joke was on me. We cannot walk properly with Jesus if you are so focused on squawking about your life. That's the lesson I learned that day. And then, hearing the word, I realized Mark 11, 23, 24 was then a vivid focus in my life. He shall heal the blind, I remember hearing. So I asked, and I believed without a doubt, casting all that other stuff into the sea, And I believe that it should be given to me. I'd never had perfect vision anyway. I always wore glasses. But I thought, hey, he promises. He's put this in his word. So why not? You know, I had very little to go on but that. So my trust began to grow at each step that was taken. So to make a long story or journey short, in 1997, December 15th, God gave me my sight back with no devil vision. He worked his hand on the back of my eye while the doctors took out the cataracts in the front my eyes had been stolen from me from birth and he gave them back to me i asked him if i could have 2020 vision i didn't want to wear glasses anymore i didn't want to have double vision so isaiah 42:16 and i shall bring the blind by the way they did not know I shall lead them in paths they have not known. I shall make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. I shall do these things to them and not forsake them. This is a life scripture for me and the Lord's testimony to give him glory. You have life skip, uh, scriptures in your life waiting for you too. And you can share them. There are other scriptures that are cited on healing of blindness in his word for people. John 9, 1 through 41. Mark 8, 22 through 26. Mark 10, 46 and 52. Matthew 20, 29, 34, through 34. Matthew 12, 22, and Luke 7, 22. These are just some of them. All these people had the same situation, and they were healed. Matthew 11, 5. The blind receive sight the lame walk. Those who have leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear and the dead are raised and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. My healing was a witness of the impossible made possible that is still the same as yesterday during the times of Jesus on this earth. He is still the here by the spirit he hasn't changed this spoke to me but it spoke not only to me but to the doctors the assistants my family and friends a vast variety of people that Jesus was real and alive for us to believe in and to know my parents came to the Lord through this As my parents knew, I had very little chance of being able to see. The scriptures in in his word are the promise I received. I chose to take them to heart as truth and walk in it, asking for Jesus to be with me all the way through, and you can too. The word does not come back void unless you make it void. Cry out to the living Jesus. Go to him in your distress. Ask and follow his ways. Be willing to receive even if you have to go through a process. Engage in the process. Pray that you would receive all that he has for you in your walk. Stay open and teachable. He will show you many things and He will use the natural things of this world to get your attention. We complain on the very pickup bed we are in life. The foundations of Jesus. Our self-verbiage does not mix well with the Lord's purpose to heal us. In 3 John verse 2 his wish wish for us is to prosper us and that we may have good health even as we are getting well so in your process what pickup bed are you going to choose and pursue in your walk with jesus he will let you choose and he will wait our process is to line up with the word come into agreement with his word as Mary did in Luke one thirty eight. Let it be to me according to thy word, she spoke. Mary chose to receive, to be open to an unfamiliar aspect in her life. She put her trust belief in the unseen and Jesus allowed Was allowed to come to this earth for us praise God the Father for that plan and that he would come to save us from our sin and death our life had nowhere to go but with Satan and his ways so he had if he had not loved us so much and if Mary had not agreed I don't know where we'd be right now. He gave him he gave of himself for you. So really think about that. He gave his life for you. And he wants you to have eternal life so that you you can always be with him. So on the second leg of my journey in twenty eleven I should have gone on to see Jesus, but when I asked, is this it, Lord, he said no. I had two strokes, one in the pons area, which is the central functioning center where everything connects for your body to signal things within your body, and one on the left side. It's called a cerebral aneurysm. When I arrived at the emergency room, the MRI showed that the blockages had released and only the technical term infarct, or marks, were visible to where they had hit in my brain. This is not a natural thing to have happened. Most blockages, they have to give you medicine to clear it so I went to rehab after five days in the hospital and I spent ten days regaining my functioning while there I realized I couldn't stay in the bed and say oh poor is me look at me I realized God had saved me he he gave, he gave me life beyond what I thought I could ever have. And Psalms 3, it says, He will lift your head and shield your body. And that's exactly what he did. So while I was recuperating, I went to others there. And I talked with him and I prayed with him and I did my rehab routine and one part of it, I had to do laps around the center and they do it in gradual increments, stages. First you're in a wheelchair and you wheel around around the center and then you go to a walker and then you go to a cane. So I had to graduate each step of the way. Well, while I was doing that, there was a young man, he was a fireman, probably in his 40s, and he had had stroke. And he watched me do laps every day. And then finally one day, when I was walking with a cane, he called to me from his room and asked, What makes you recover so quickly going from wheelchair to walker to cane? I told him Jesus. I said I encouraged him to grab hold of Jesus for he was his strength and that he had already healed him in his eyes he was healed so he needed to grasp to Jesus to realize that he could get there he will help you he is your strength so this must have sank in to his spirit cuz i encouraged him each and every day to believe and know that he was his healer and he bore all all of it on his back for for him at the cross so before i left this man was into a walker from a wheelchair and he was progressing if that event was just for this man to hear, then it was all worth it. He was becoming alive. So, as I said, Psalms three, three: Jesus is your lifter of your head and the shield of your body. That's paraphrased, <laughs> I came to know my God in this process, His power, His love, His promises. I was in, at that time, in school for my BA program, and I had a month off, and then I resumed, and He helped me complete that degree. And then I went on for a master's as well, all when I was recovering. And there were times when I would be in class, and it would be, whoa, this is so overwhelming. My head was just, you know, over, overdone. And I thought, how am I going to ever write a paper? And he helped me through that process, too, because he was my balance in all of it. He was there for me. So when your balance is kind of off how are you going to find it again? How are you going to center all the signals in life? Do we have blockages that are holding us back and away from Jesus? We can go beyond what the world says we can do they didn't they didn't think or expect that I would even finish my BA but Jesus word tells us so that we are overcomers and we can cross over into that impossible zone so do you want to cross over and no I had a man speak to me at church one time before the strokes happened and he spoke Isaiah 60 over me arise and shine for the Lord has come upon you that actually happened the Lord came upon me (laughs) my master's degree came in theology with Hebrew roots emphasis I never thought I'd go that far the Lord wanted me to have a little more understanding in his word I don't know everything nor would I even think or claim that but I do see what the Lord has wanted from it he knows everything and what we need for his purpose not ours So in the word there's Zechariah and Elizabeth or that's the English word and that story is in Luke one fifty five and one seventy three. Mary and Zechariah made reference to an oath that God made Zechariah means God has remembered In Hebrew. And his wife, Elizabeth, English word. In the Hebrew means his oath. So put it together. God has remembered his oath. What oath? Well, on Mount Moriah, Genesis twenty two, God made an oath when Abraham was offering his son up Isaac. Verse 16 God swore to himself which means he was offering up something. That is what is done when you swear to do so. Mount Moriah is also called Calvary. He was offering up his life on that mountain where Jesus was crucified 2,000 years ago I also want to note the tree of life that's in the Garden of Eden that was blocked off after Adam Adam and Eve sinned well the tree of life is the cross the cross is not death it is life in Jesus and you will bear the fruit from it in love, joy, peace, faithfulness, gentleness, goodness which Jesus gives when you partake in belief and then come to knowing of spiritual things and accept the eternal life offered to you. His promises are true. His love and faithfulness to you is true. He makes the impossible possible and you can know it. Yeshua in Hebrew means victory and is the root word for Yeshua, the Lord. We have all things according to his riches and glory. The word became flesh for our deliverance. You are the child of the most high God and a citizen of God's heaven and no evil thing can touch you or come against you in the name of Jesus your Lord and Savior ask God that you can receive to have that knowing and assurance so that you will be able to stand in everything together with him it is important for you to withstand the things that are going to happen in these last days we're going through it right now it's all out of order it's chaos it's it's churning everything upside down Luke twenty-one thirty-six reads and speaks in your that you would Put to your prayer and Psalms 91 daily along with the armor of God and Ephesians will help you pray that you may escape all these things and be in right standing before the Lord Jesus my testimony the Lord was meant for you to hear you can go beyond where you are So if today you are in a situation that looks impossible, ask and have faith in Him. God will do what His Word says in you. So get close to your relationship with Him. He loves you. Share your story in the Lord, His testimony. It allows others to know that He is real. It engages them to to seek and to have fellowship with the Lord. Share what you have from the Lord. Do not be ashamed of His gospel. There are testimonies in it, and there are testimonies in you. 1 Corinthians 1.20 For however many promises of God there are, there are, yes, indeed, in Him. On this account we also say through Him, Amen. Glory to God. John seven thirty eight, whoever believes in me as the scriptures have said streams of living water will flow within him so the song that came before all this was written was build my life and you can get it on YouTube and it just speaks to all of this that came forth so get it, look at the words and give God the glory and build your life around Him other worship songs that are speaking all to this is Waymaker do it again, glorious day, stand in your love all speak to the heart to have for the father in the center of your being this encouragement came in pieces first being the phrase believing to knowing then the different parts that came by my school teachings in the spirit and also the lord gave me the song through the worship at church that just hit my spirit and I didn't know how all the pieces would fit together, but he helped in lending a hand in all of it so you would hear. It's like carrot cake. All of the different pieces fit together for a rich flavor of ingredients for us to taste and enjoy. It is a treat to see and understand how our Lord works in and throughout our daily lives. Be willing to step outside what you are contained in beyond yourself because Jesus did not stay inside of the walls. He didn't stay speaking to people. He grew up with the synagogue that we go today, the church, and he went through routines of life, but... He didn't stay there in containment. He went forth and went out. If you want miracles, then cross over into new ground and walk with Jesus. Their Messiah, the Jewish people, are waiting for still. They still believe he's going to come. They didn't see him. They do not believe he has already come to this earth. They still pray at the wall daily in Jerusalem. Yet Jesus stands just behind the wall waiting for them to realize that he is there. He's within their reach. But for so many they are lost not knowing that Jesus is real and alive, ready to come into their lives. I was one of those people once (laughs) I took 40 years what walls or barriers are in your life that keeps you from reaching for Jesus he is right there waiting for you we contain everything to ourselves and all we have and all we do so it's up to you to open up the containment change our thought and say I want to receive something beyond what I know from a greater source than myself or man. I want to have eternal life with the Savior that make, that takes all sin away and forgives from where you are now and build a life you have never known around Him. I believe the Lord is a full impact Savior and that I received His touch, full impact, so that I may testify this to you of his presence that is for us and for hope it is to receive so that many will hear his call to accept his word that allows us to arise and shine for the Lord has come upon you that's Isaiah 60 this was spoken so many times my life, but it really activated when I had those strokes. The Lord has done just that in my entire walk with Him since I came to Him. My testimonies are very powerful of healing. My cousin sent me just recently a Bible. That my aunt had which was found in a bed of ashes in her house when it was burnt down it was the only item in that entire place that survived it was not touched it wasn't burned she directed it to be given to me at her passing like I said the entire farm was lost but her Bible was not her Bible sat on the bed the bed burnt down the firemen found them in the ashes of the bed untouched it is a supernatural word of God spiritually given and it cannot be destroyed even through man-made materials that were used to print it it did not burn we are spiritual beings by choosing to be with Jesus. We are able to receive spiritual things by the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2:12. It was written from God for us, and we survive through Jesus and his resurrection power in all things. Jesus reveals the revelation of his power wisdom and enlightens our understanding to know the hope of our calling and the riches of his glory how grateful I am for I am nothing and a nobody and he gave all of himself to me so that I can give this all to you now So I just ask you to consider and really contemplate at this time especially when we have so much time. I want to read the ironic Blessing at this time. The Lord bless thee and keep thee the more Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious upon thee the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace I think now more than anything we need his peace I didn't know in writing this that it, the COVID-19 virus would hit and it's all over the world with serious illness and death happening I am also one at risk, an elderly person. Therefore, I have had to shelter at home. It's a challenging time, but if our focus on the Lord is true and having faith in Him, He will use this with His goodness and turn things around. So I want to encourage you for that. We must seek His peace every day because we don't know what's in front of us. But if you have a knowing, you have something behind you to hold on to that gives you strength and courage and balance. That being said... We must center ourselves towards Him and pray. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. For if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and then turn from their wicked ways and sin, that's my addition, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. let us use this time to look up to our Creator the Lord God of the universe and be who who he created us to be pray his word and all the benefits from it Psalms 91 will give you protection the armor of God in Ephesians begin to utilize what he gave us the word and by dying for us on the cross he gave it all to us he sacrificed so could you sacrifice some time right now if you believe you are a spiritual being and believe then you're a citizen of heaven this is a time and season to draw near to him and not fear Everyone is worried about toilet paper. You can see it. It's all over. I find it very odd in that kind of response to this this, this happening in the world. My grandmother was resourceful and would have brought out the sheets for such a time as this that we are seeing but then again she went through the depression error and had to be resourceful so out of this time I'm going to do a weekly podcast for what God has done in remembrance of him to encourage that there is much much more that he will do but he needs us as believers he needs our faith in him trust and he needs us to stand for him to give us the strength that we need and so that he may act so it's a two-way street we act he acts it's a give and take it's a partnership it's participation it's it's a different kind of lifestyle in this world and that's why he set you apart because you are not of this world you're just in it so that's it for tonight and I hope that this encouraged you God bless